The following conversation with Bend High School students Emma Smith and Lauren Huff and parent Angela Chisholm originally aired March 16, 2018 on the Radical Songbook on KPOV 88.9 FM High Desert Community Radio in Bend, Oregon. The Radical Songbook is hosted by Michael Funky. It is a two-hour show highlighting the role that music plays in social justice and protest and that airs Fridays at 10 a.m. Pacific time. Today we're going to hear from a new generation, a new generation of activists. Lauren Huff and Emma, Emma Smith will be uh, here in the studio with me very shortly, along with Angela Chisholm, who's uh, a local parent. Uh, They're all part of the um, Parent Students, Teachers, and Friends uh, Against Gun Violence here in the Ben Lapine School District. We're going to be talking about uh, what they're up to. Welcome to the Radical Songbook, sisters and brothers, here on 88.9 FM, High Desert Community Radio. We're streaming live and archived at kpov.org. You can also hear us on Radio Free America. Before I get too far along, I should tell you that the views and opinions expressed on the Radical Songbook are mine alone or those of my guests and do not reflect the views of the KPOV Board of Directors, KPOV staff, underwriters, sponsors, or any other DJs or volunteers. Here in the studio with me are um, Emma Smith, Lauren Huff, and Angela Chisholm. Um, three local residents who are active in a newly formed group called Parents, Students, Teachers, and Friends of the Ben Lapine School District Against School Violence. Emma and Lauren are high school students. Angela is the parent of a fourth grader here in Bend. Thanks for joining me here on the Radical Songbook. Thank you. Thank you for having us. All right. So uh, I think I'd like to start with Emma and Lauren. I know you've got to get back to school. And uh, then we can circle back around to you, Angela, and talk about the Facebook uh, group. Yep, thank you. Okay, great. So first off, just for our listeners, uh, I know the answer to this question, but could you tell our listeners um, where you go to school and what, what uh, grade you're in, what class you're in? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we go to Bend High, and we're both seniors. Okay. Yep. Don't don't hesitate to to get in close to the mic, okay. so that uh, so that our listeners can hear. Uh, and let's just get right into it. I know that you both have been very very active uh, and um, uh, in in this movement for the last several weeks, actually, uh, and and more and more active. Um, so I guess you know I, I guess we should just start with some real basic stuff around. This whole question of school safety and guns. What and and if you could kind of identify yourself as you speak, you know, I'm Emma or I'm Lauren, so our listeners know who they're who they're hearing. Um, to the extent that you can remember to do that, and I don't always remember to do that, so it's no big deal. But um, so, what are your personal concerns about this issue about guns and and, and school safety? Hmm. I can start. So I'm Emma. And I think personally I feel connected to this issue because I just see a lot of violence and aggression in our culture as a whole. And I think right now that's kind of being seen throughout the country um, in the form of gun violence in schools. And so I feel personally that it's important to um, speak up and demand some action to prevent more tragedies. Mm -hmm. Lauren, you have anything to add? Um, I would agree with all of that and also add that I also feel connected to this issue because it's a youth movement um, and after Parkland the walkouts the marches they've all been primarily planned and started by youth and that's really empowering for me to watch and um, an issue that I feel like 
directly affects people my age and something that I feel empowered being a part of. How old are you each? I'm 18. I'm also 18. So you're registered to vote? Yes. yes. Right on. <laughs> something our elected officials need to take note of, I would say. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it's really been great to watch this. And, and Democracy Now!, our, our syndicated program, Amy Goodman reported yesterday, and you probably heard that it was something like 3,000 schools around the country, over a million students who participated mm-hmm. in walkouts or other forms of of, uh, of protests and, and, and meetings that they held, et cetera, et cetera. And you, you brought in for me a, a flyer for the March for Our Lives on March 24th, and we'll get back to that in a second, but I really appreciate that. Across the bottom, it says student-led march. <laughs> right on. Um, so, um, so what do you? What is your sense of what the what you've heard so far since since Parkland? I mean, this goes back obviously several decades, as we know, uh, in terms of violence in schools and guns, gun violence in schools. But but since Park since Parkland since the Parkland um, massacre. Um, a lot of solutions have been thrown out by a lot of different people. Um, what, what's your sense of, of what some of what, what are what do you think are some of the solutions? What would you like to see done? Mm-hmm. So personally, um, this is Emma again. Sorry. Personally, I think one of the biggest things that we can do to help prevent violence is to take a look at the mental health care that we offer students in schools. Um, we, Ben Senior High School has a student population of almost 2,000 kids, and we only have one school psychologist. And we have a few counselors, but they're not trained in the same way that the psychologist is. And I just think that ratio makes it really hard for there to be accessible help and support for people who are dealing with mental illnesses um, or just taking care of their mental health in general, I think it's something that isn't addressed enough. And I, this is Lauren, I think uh, that kind of goes back to the first point Emma was making about changing a culture of violence. And I think that really starts with the type of support and um, environments we create in schools. Mm -hmm. So on another side of that, I, I believe what Congress and what our government can do in response to that is fund public schools better and more heavily and give funding specifically to um, mental health support as well as just in general, I think schools mm-hmm. always need more funding. Um, For sure. And on the flip side of that, another part of this coming from um, a legislative standpoint is that we do really need gun control um, laws. And I think what I've seen is that I think a lot of people are working to create different bills and i've met with um we were at wyden's town hall that he had here in bend yeah, last senator, senator ron wyden yes. yeah yeah um senator ron wyden's town hall and we spoke with his rep his field representative briefly about his work um supporting fan advocates in schools as well as pushing um better pushing gun control bills um and i also met with Merkley's field representative who also told me um, and sort of gave me a look at the sort of things that Senator Merkley, the the sort of bills that he's working on to to ban guns and to sort of end gun violence such as as the one that happened in Parkland. Um, And it's a pretty extensive 
fill in an extensive list of things that they're trying to encompass within ending this sort of violence. So you oppose, uh, you'd like to see a ban on assault weapons, for example? Yeah, I would. Um, mm -hmm. And I also, I think it. there's a few pieces which are banning assault weapons, um, banning bump stocks, bringing better safety measures into schools. And I think Angela could talk a lot about that because her Facebook group really directly addresses that. Mm -hmm. um, and for me, which was this was not directly mentioned in the bill that um, Merkley's field rep showed me, um, is that I, I again think that we need better support for mental health care programs in schools. And I think so far the loudest um, solutions that we've heard coming from our from Washington, from the government, have been this idea of arming teachers. And to me, that kind of just perpetrates the violence that we're already seeing. And so to me, as someone that is going to school, someone that this is a very real life situation for me, and I find that really disappointing. And I think that is part of why the student-led protests are important, because we want to voice that we want change, but we want the right kind of change. We want constructive change that <coughs> follows things that we see as helpful to ending gun violence. So as far as so as far as this whole you know thing that Donald Trump, President Trump and other folks have promoted this idea of arming teachers. Mm -hmm. um, do you get a sense and I, I know you can't speak for the teachers in your school, but do you get a sense what kind of sense do you get? Are they taught are there is there any conversation about this do teachers want to be want to carry guns no they do not um and at least for our district um meeting with the president of the teachers union or i think her her name's janelle rebick yeah she, she i've had her on the show before yeah, yeah she's awesome she yeah. has sort of expressed and told me that there are very few di teachers in this entire district who is who have ever advocated for that um like it was like one or two out of the hundreds of teachers we have. So it's not popular among teachers, and I think most teachers feel incredibly uncomfortable with the idea of being armed themselves or having colleagues being armed. And we're even seeing already it start to be shown as an ineffective solution. Um, just recently there was an incident mm -hmm. where a teacher had a gun and was talking about gun safety or something and ended up misfiring the gun and injuring i think at least three students and i think if that doesn't show how exactly. ineffective this is already even when it hasn't even been proposed or put through as a bill yet so it's, yeah, yeah. I, I was at a a concert in sisters a couple nights ago and there was a woman wearing a, t a shirt that said i teach i don't need a gun yeah yeah and yeah i think a lot of teachers have also said like our jobs are hard and busy and overwhelming enough and just the idea of trying to manage carrying a gun and being safe and um, aware of all times of their concealment and, or not concealment but their carrying of that gun um, is just too much for them to even handle or think about my wife's a former teacher she'll appreciate that i, I you know i think teachers are uh, unsung heroes yeah in many respects they are so um so what do you say to people who say who argue that uh, guns are not the problem, that people are the problem? That's you probably even hear that from some of your your peers and uh, your yeah. the other students. How do you respond to that? Um, I think that I don't want to say that I I think that all of 
that point is valid. I think that there there might be some validity within that point, which is that we do need to address some issues in our society about bullying in schools and mental health care. But that's really not all of the problem. And by choosing to look at it as the only problem, I think is pretty um, sad and um, not effective. And irresponsible, too. It is. I mean, you can have a culture problem, but if you have easy access to weapons, which can commit mass violence, then that is really a, a large factor of what's going on. So you have to consider all parts of the problem, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when I was in grade school in Portland, I, there were times when, you know, there were bullies in school, but no, none of us ever feared that, that anybody was going to shoot us. You know, it just wasn't it just wasn't anything that anybody thought about. Mm-hmm. Um, so on the mental health, uh, health issue, I just want to kind of add to that, that, you know, it, I guess it, it is an important issue and it's one that we do want to do need to be it needs to be addressed. But it's it's also, I think, important to realize that uh, of all the people and there are so many in this country that have mental health issues and really do need some help, that it's really a very, very small percentage of people with mental health who actually get to the point where yes. they pick up a gun yes. you know i mean the vast valid. majority of you know so it's 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 a it's a, to make sure that we don't stigmatize everybody you know as as mm-hmm. being a threat to society no that's definitely something that we have read about and talked about as well um and i think that when we're advocating for mental health um which maybe we should describe better but we also just want to advocate for better support systems in school in general um mm-hmm. and not just to end violence although i do think that um, sometimes creating a culture through the help of school psychologists in schools is really helpful. Um, yeah. But yeah, you're right. Not not to blame or stigmatize. Yeah, those are my thoughts exactly as well. I agree yeah. with you. I have done some reading on the percentage of violent crimes committed by people who are mentally ill. And I think a lot of time it's actually a misdiagnosis after a violent crime is committed. Um, but I agree with Lauren that I think in general, just everyone needs mental support and just creating that culture will help dissolve any tension or violence Um, so so what do you say to people what's your response to people and we've seen this a lot on uh local websites television websites and 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 in local media and national media what do you say to people who essentially say that uh that you don't know enough and that you're too young to understand these issues and and uh that you should essentially be seen and not heard Mm. Yeah, I find it incredibly insulting. And I, I think it's it, it's not just about uh, this particular issue that we as teenagers has, have met pushback from people. Um, and even people who I think largely agree with us or stand behind us feel that just because our age, just because of our age, we are um, not able to speak our minds or speak on behalf of an people older than us or only speak on behalf of our age group, which to me is just not um, accurate. Um, and I I think that that it would be really awesome to see our culture have a shift of treating teenagers as sort of this group. Um, you know, there's like teenage music and teenage trends and just see them more as people who understand and are trying to understand the world as well as they can and want to be involved in it. And I think by actually shifting the way that we view teenage activism as well, we can create better change that is better for a larger population. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because it leads people to feel disenfranchised or maybe discourage them from doing anything, even though 
personally I see in general this that youth um, have a lot of energy right now to be um, active in the community and in the world. So just just so you know, t- t- teenagers have been um, criticized like this. Uh, ever since the whole idea of teen culture emerged here in American society back in the late 40s and early 50s. So this goes, you know, it's it's a long chain of some adults saying that teenagers don't know what they're talking about. And uh, they've been consistently wrong since that time, as far as I'm concerned. But your generation is obviously, uh, and it's particularly around this issue, are are showing... uh, newfound activism that that we haven't seen uh that much of uh over the past few years at any rate so what so you engaged in um a uh an assembly i don't know what what did you what would you call it and there were walkouts all across central oregon how'd that how'd that go and how'd you feel that day wednesday um yeah this is lauren talking and we engaged in the walkout um, as part of the national walkouts, and Emma and I were the co-organizers of that at Bend High, um, which the entire event, I think, went really smoothly and um, really respectful as a whole. It was really respectful. The students were incredibly respectful, and I think it was um, promoted a lot of positive change. Um, you want to mm-hmm. add to that? Yeah, I agree. I think also it was great as we are organizing it to feel a lot of support from other people but not the kind of support where it was the administration telling us what to do it was more feeling like they were empowering us to have the event look like what we wanted and then they were willing to help us set up or do whatever we needed um just support it yeah i think beyond the yeah our administration was extremely supportive which was i think a little bit surprising to both of us um but beyond that teachers themselves showed a lot of support that day in, in the ways that they could, which were mm-hmm. um, wearing orange in solidarity, having little stickers and pins. Um, a few of them were able, I think, to go to the walkout during their prep period. But yeah, a lot of them just showed solidarity and that in itself was really positive. To see. And I think also like the respectfulness or the peacefulness kind of extended beyond just the people in support as well, because I know Lauren and I both experienced just a few interactions with people who maybe had opposing viewpoints to ourselves but they all were very non-confrontational and just trying to understand our intention for the day so i think that was really encouraging to me as well that you can have positive um non-inflammatory interactions Mm -hmm. with people despite opposing viewpoints on this really um hot subject right now that's a lesson that a lot of adults, including myself, could learn and be able to do better. A- Angela, you, um, you also. I just want to interject. You, you were part. Your, your son engaged in a walkout over at uh, Highland School. Yes, that's correct. And how did that go? I thought it was incredible. Actually, it was uh, a group of parents. I think we ended up with about thirty-five, maybe forty students and their parents. Checked them out of school, and we took the brief walk to Drake Park. And the children released 17 roses into the river in memory of the lives lost at Parkland. It was a very emotional ceremony for me, and I was just so proud of every child and every parent that were there. Again, it was a very respectful event, and it was nice to see our community engaged in that way. Um, Just really beautiful. I was glad to be a part of it. Yeah, my wife Catherine and I happened to we since we live so close to the school, we were able to walk over there and and witness it. It was very very moving. Um what do your parents feel about what you're doing? 
Um, my parents are proud. I think they they seem they're really I don't need supportive. To put you on the spot. Sorry. No. <laughs> no, it's okay. Um, yeah, my parents are supportive of me and all of this. Um, yeah, that's about all I can say. I'm really thankful for their support. Also, yeah, me as well. That's great. That's great. So, listeners, if you just tuned in, this is the Radical Songbook. I'm your host, Michael Funky, and I'm talking with Lauren Huff, Emma Smith, two Bend High seniors who who are organizers of uh, the movement at at their high school uh, against um, gun violence and all forms of violence, I guess I would say, and also talking with Angela Chisholm here, who has uh, organized the Facebook page, uh, Parents, Students, Teachers, and Friends of the Bend Lapine School District Against Gun Violence. It's a real mouthful. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. <laughs> <laughs> you know? you know? So, um, um, do you do you learn? Uh, it's I don't have a, I don't have a, a child in school. Do you, do you have civics classes? Do you learn um, about your right to protest in school? Um, personally, we are on a specific track school up and high for the ivy diploma where we don't take a government class but most i think everyone is required to take a government credit by their senior year um and so i hope that in those classes they um they do talk about your right to protest however at bent high something that's super awesome that's happening is that next year they're creating um, a social activism class that's sort of design focused and um media visual arts focused um which is going to be led by one of the uh, visual arts teachers right now and it's for students who really um care about social issues and want to be part of activism on a school level it's really cool yeah really that's that sounds really great yeah so i I assume that this whole issue and your organizing and your and your obvious movement uh organizing the movement at your high school that it's it's brought along a lot of discussion and dialogue back and forth that there's is there a lot of conversation in school around these issues um personally i haven't seen a lot of conversation but there has been some i think so after about a week after the parkland parkland shooting we had two school shooting threats in our school that week and i know a lot of other schools in the district had some shooting threats as well and so i came to school one day and there was a shooting threat for that day and so class sizes were very small a lot of students chose to stay home Mm -hmm. and so that day i did have a conversation in my class of about 10 people where we talked about everything going on but i did think it was interesting that the conversations didn't start until it became really personal until we had shooting threats at our school because there was that weak space between parkland and the shooting threats that we experienced where it wasn't addressed at all Mm -hmm. and so i'm glad that there has been some change since then but i do think that's interesting that it has to become that personal before it's acknowledged right yeah, yeah. I think our, our our society there's generally kind of a, in my opinion, kind of a, a lack of understanding what solidarity is and how yeah. it's important to know that you need to be in support of people, whether it's directly happening to you or not. You know. Mm-hmm. So um, I guess we've already gone over this next question I had, which is, you know, is Congress or the president doing enough? Um, <laughs> what do you think? No, not yet. <laughs> no. Have you talked to your elected officials? I know that I know Lauren. Yeah. You spoke at at, uh, at Senator Wyden's town hall. Emma but, did as well. Oh, yeah. you did. Yeah, you both I did. did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, beyond, in addition to that, are there? Have you reached out to any of our other elected officials? Um, uh, 
I have, which I mentioned earlier, I have met with Merkley's field rep, right. um, Senator Merkley's, and um, sort of discussed with him what Merkley is doing regarding um, this issue. Um, I have also personally um, written letters to Greg Walden. Um, haven't really gotten a response yet, but that's okay. Um, also, how though, um, myself and two other students at Summit, Eileen Leger and Ellen Knowlton, were yeah, responsible were over at Summit. At Summit, yeah, yeah, were responsible for creating an Instagram page called 17 Days of Action," um, which was pretty um, instrumental in. Um, sort of getting kids involved and in the know about the march and the walkouts in particular. And one of our actions was to, you know, we had a few that were about calling or writing to your representatives, but we also had one in particular where we left comments on our representatives page. So, um, yeah, Greg Walden got a lot of comments that day. I think he got like 400 at least, um, on his Instagram page and, um, so, I mean, that was kind of an interaction that I think teens in, in Bend had in general with him. They, they pay attention. I think they, they do. They, they, yeah. they may not respond. No. Because, and their response may not be from that particular office, may not be the one that you would like. But yes. they are paying attention. Okay. Uh, you know, and there's also a number of candidates, as you probably know, who are in uh, both the Democratic and the Republican Party primary that are hoping to – uh, run against Greg Walden in in November, so mm-hmm. something to uh, you know to look at down the road. Um, mm-hmm. So, seventeen days of action and band. What? So, what? How did that name come about? What's the? Um, actually, it was started by um, the Muse Club at Summit, and they thought of the name because it was seventeen days in honor of the seventeen days li- uh, lives lost in Parkland, and. Um, we just planned it so that it would, uh, the 17 days would lead up to the walkout. And that was kind of the ultimate plan of having that group. Although now there's such a big following that I think we're going to use it for other um, other ways of reaching out and, you know, advertising things like the March for Our Lives. Um, there's also another walkout being planned on the 20th of April, which is an all-day walkout. So, so 17, 17 days of action, that's an Instagram thing? Yeah, it okay. is. Some people have shared it on Facebook, like Angela has. Um, but yeah, it's it stayed on Instagram mainly because we felt like that was the best medium to reach teenagers, which was our goal. Right. Yeah. I don't know anything about it. <laughs> I'm totally clueless about it's Instagram. A pretty cool, it's a pretty cool um, so, like social media, actually. We've gotten, the day before the march, we posted a lot about locations where each school would be walking out or sorry not the march the day before the walkout we posted locations for a lot of schools in central oregon of where they'd be walking out to and we had people from like la and san antonio texas reach out to us to ask us to post for their schools they were like we have some people following your instagram so that's great you post about it i was like wow that's so cool who even you know, who would have thought that someone in San Antonio, Texas, would know what we're doing in Bend? So you're very plugged into the national movement in that respect. Yeah, that's great. Trying to be. Yeah, no, that's wonderful. And you do have some some important events coming up. And we alluded to the March for Our Lives, which is this, which is Saturday, March 24th, 11:30 a.m. to 2 p.m. That'll be in Drake Park. I, uh, people will be meeting at the bandstand there. And I'm just, excuse me, I'm just going to read from uh, the flyer here. 
that Emma handed to me. It's a, a march against current gun policies and rampant school shootings. It's a peaceful protest for all ages, a student-led march, and it says we welcome all viewpoints. So um, that's one big event that you're, you're, you're both, I assume, involved in uh, mobilizing people here. How's that, how's that shaping up, do you think? Well, we just had a meeting the other day. We've been meeting regularly, and there's actually a few other students involved with that, as well as some adults. And I think, so far, the planning is going pretty well. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, just trying to... All the, all, pretty much all the schools or all the high, local high schools kind of mobilizing well, around this? that's been, I think, harder for us yeah. um, to get more schools involved. We've mainly, the way that we've tried to get um, more schools involved is through the speeches and the musician, the teen speeches and musicians that we're going to have start at 1130, leading up to when the actual marching starts at 12. Um, so we've reached out to... Not only, I think, one or two adults, but also kids from Summit High, um, one student in Redmond. Um, But it's been a little bit more difficult, I think, to get um, students um, really plugged into that event. And it is a community event. It's for anyone, regardless of if you are a teacher or student or a parent. But I think the main intention is for it to be mostly students marching to show solidarity and because it is um, and it specifically about the issue of gun violence within schools that that's what we're hoping the focus is but were, 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 were any of you uh, on either of the women's marches that have been held since uh, Trump was yeah. elected yeah Huge yeah I march. actually helped organize the women's march this year oh great um, got some musicians to play along the route and so Really oh cool yeah, experience. I saw some of those. Like, yeah, yeah, that yeah. was that was a great addition. And I thought having having the the uh, choral group, the Resistors, perform at the beginning, yeah, even though I was amazing. too far back and couldn't hear them. I've heard them many times. They're really great. Right. No, the, they're great marches, and and uh, I would not be surprised at all if the March twenty fourth march um, has the same number of people. I, I really think that's mm-hmm. really possible yeah, in this community. We are expecting to have around the same turnout as the Women's March, if not more, just because. This issue seems to be a little bit less controversial for people in some ways, um, or a little, a little know, more bipartisan. A little, a yeah, more, a little, yeah, a little more yeah. nonpartisan, and yeah, people, people willing to take a closer look at it for sure. Yeah, so yeah, and not, sweet. and not so much directed. The the women's marches, which have been great, but they're also, you know, they are kind of, as we could see from the signs, a, a lot, of, a lot of the, a lot of the, the focal point was uh, the president. Yes, yeah. you know. Yeah. Uh, Deservedly so, I would say. <laughs> I would agree. <laughs> don't, don't, yes. don't misunderstand me. So, um, so, and you're, there's also um, you said there's also another walkout on April twentieth, which is the ninth, I believe, the nineteenth anniversary of the massacre at Columbine, Columbine High School uh, mm-hmm. outside of Denver. So, can you talk a little bit about that? What's what's planned for that? Um, well, that. March is a little bit trickier, and maybe Angela can sort of help me explain the exact details of why, but um, hopefully what we'll plan is to have um, students walk out of the high schools here in Bend and the middle schools too, although we haven't quite got there yet, but we're hoping at least to have the high schoolers walk to a nearby building or facility of some sort, and when they walk out of class at 10, actually walk somewhere and take action. So we're hoping, you know, voter registration, postcard letter writing, um, calling your representatives. So 
the Presbyterian Church by Ben High has opened their space, and the Unitarian Universalist um, Congregation Church by Summit has Summit, opened. Summit, that's a great location theirs. for Summit. Yeah, yeah. so um, pretty awesome. Unfortunately, because of the date of that march being on 420, there I think that there has been pushback from um, the state, and Angela probably could. I don't know that it has to do with the date necessarily. It's the idea of kids uh, walking out of school at 10 a.m. for the day. And what's coming down from the Department of Education is that regardless if you have a parent excuse, this will be considered a truant to all students that uh, leave school for the day, Mm -hmm. which... To me, if I see kids that are taking positive action, it doesn't make sense to me that they should be punished in any way. But um, I've heard some students kind of see it as a badge of honor that they're standing up for what they believe in and Mm -hmm. they're willing to accept Mm -hmm. the consequences. And sometimes it's worth breaking the rules to make your point. And, um, you know, so be it if they get a truancy in that situation. Mm -hmm. But from a parent perspective, I'd much rather see these schools and the state support these kids and be honored that they're stepping up for something they believe in so much. And I think one of the biggest deterrents of that is that when you have a truancy mark on your record, that can go to colleges. But a lot of colleges have actually come forward and said that they will will not mark that against you in their admissions process. They Mm -hmm. will um, not consider that to be... Um, a factor yeah a factor in their decision about your admission so it's yeah i think that's really great to read i've I've read Mm -hmm. that as well and and you know i guess you know i would argue that you know um this kind of action it would seem to me and i understand that school administrators might disagree but that this is a you know this is participatory democracy this is a civic this is civic engagement Uh, and it's uh in my view very educational I think I agree. And I mean, I think Emma and I both agree that and feel that what this um, walkout will take is having people say, like, mark me truant because this is important to me. And this is part of um, this is how I want to show uh, that I believe that there needs to be change and that I want to make change happen. So I hope that we can encourage other students before that date to um, step up and sort of maybe take a risk in some ways or at least just find a way to um, make their positions really clear by walking out right yeah yeah I can and I can understand for some students it might be uh, um, a little a little uh, disconcerting to know that there might there mm-hmm. might be a mark against them down the, down the line That's true. Um, that could potentially impact their ability to go to college or whatever so both of you are seniors so you're going to be graduating this year yeah. yeah. What are your plans? I I think we're probably both going to college next year. I yeah. think I'm going to take a, a gap semester before starting college and then start at the second term, which I'm really excited about. Gap semester, <laughs> you mean you're taking a semester off? Yes. Yeah. I'm pretty undecided at this point. <laughs> yeah. 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 Well, yeah, I mean, back... You know, back in the the sixties, uh, a lot of my friends would, after high school, instead of going to college, they'd wander off to Europe if they could afford it. <laughs> no. Yeah, kind of a fun thing to do, Sounds and then, fun. and educational, very educational. So, how can people get involved with you? Um, and then maybe this comes back to the Facebook page as well, Angela. Uh, though, I think I'd like to do this legal ID. So. Um, 
It would be really great if the two of you could uh, help me out with this right sure. now. Okay. okay. I'm Emma Smith. And I'm Lauren Huff. And you're listening to 88.9 FM KPOV Bend. Hi, this is Elise Bryant, and you're tuned in to The Radical Songbook on 88.9 KPOV High Desert Community Radio. All right, and we're back. And uh, mm-hmm. Lauren and Emma got to take off pretty soon. So um, how can people get involved with what you're doing? What, what's yeah. the best way for them, for our listeners, uh, their parents, our parent, parent listeners can tell their, their, their student kids, their kids, or any, any uh, students that are listening? I would say um, first thing, show up to the marches no even if i know this march happens to coincide with spring break so a lot of people are gone but these marches are happening all over the country and and it is a saturday it is a saturday so um, show up and um to get i think directly involved in our groups um i would say join any of the facebook groups whether that's the event for the march for our lives or angela's group um or if kids are connected on Instagram or adults, I would encourage them to follow both the 17 Days of Action page that we've created and um, the March for Our Lives Central Oregon page, which is also on Instagram. Yeah, there is a Central Oregon March for Our Lives Facebook page, mm-hmm. correct? Yeah. Yes, there is. Yeah. Well, I want to thank you both for coming in. This thank was a really you. great. I really thank appreciated it. Much. Appreciated a great deal. Um, I, you know, you're, you're, you're way above where I was when I was a senior in high school, let me tell you. All I was interested in was watching, following sports, uh, and it was a long time ago. But I really do appreciate the, the, uh, the leadership that you're providing uh, to our entire community, which is what I believe you're doing. Thank you so well, much. Well, thank you for this opportunity. It wouldn't really be possible without the support of the community in general. So. Definitely. Yep. Yeah. Emma and Lauren are on their way back to Bend High. Uh, Angela Chisholm is still here with me, and uh, you've got a place you've got to go to pretty quickly. So That's okay. I'm happy to be here. Thanks for having me. <laughs> All right. So, um, yeah, so you were, you were instrumental in starting um, this Facebook page here in Bend, uh, uh, parents, students, teachers, and friends of Ben Lapine School District Against Gun Violence. Yes, that's and, correct. And uh, just uh, how many followers do you have right now? So do we you know? have over twenty four hundred followers now. And and how and and how what what can people when people go to the Facebook page what what can they expect to see and find and learn? There is a lot going on in the Facebook page right now. There's tons of discussions. We have uh, folks on the site that are on um, all sides of, uh, you know, gun reform. And we we try to keep those discussions fairly thoughtful. It doesn't always work out that way, but we do try to make sure people are keeping in mind that we all have the same goal. We all want to protect children and mitigate gun violence. And so, um, and that is, I mean, if people go to that long name that I mentioned, and I'll mention it again after you're gone, that, that's how they can get, get, get to the Yes, exactly. Facebook you can find it on Facebook. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of an all-inclusive. It's, I that mean, it's, was the point. I mean, yeah, I, I know. I've been criticized a few times about the name because it's so lengthy, but when I was trying to come up with a name, I just want to make sure everyone knew that they were welcome. But, so I and you've done that. everyone. <laughs> you've, and you've done that. And I, and I really, I, no, I, that's, I'm sure people really do appreciate that so um so what are parents and teachers are 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 there are parents and teachers um 
how are they uh, through the are they be, being able to utilize the Facebook group to help support students? What exactly? For sure. One of the things that we've done on the site is we've created a program for us to have a liaison at every school. We're still missing a few schools. We do need parent volunteers for a few still. But so far, we've gotten a majority of the schools set up with a liaison that can be a voice for that school, whether it's, you know, to answer questions about the walkouts or, you know, to recommend that everyone attend the march or to maybe speak with the principal about security concerns and then bring them back to the website so parents know exactly what's going on at their particular school and what kind of action the district might be taking as well. Is the district supportive of this of this effort? I believe they are. I mean, it's a conditional support, but <laughs> they're they're quiet. I know we well. You yes. and I were both at the school board meeting this past Tuesday, and we know Correct. that uh, Superintendent Shea Michelson essentially said, well, he did say, we are not neither encouraging nor discouraging participation in the walkout th that occurred Wednesday, and and I think that that's probably the position that they'll continue to take. Uh, um, in the schools, we'll we'll see what happens with the April twentieth event. I suppose that'll be a little bit. Uh, Slightly different little... events, so yeah, yeah. yeah. It's yeah. I'm curious too. I feel like because of uh, state policy, they probably feel pretty limited on what they could do, regardless of personal feeling. And just this push to remain very neutral and PC seems to be, uh, you know, the tack that they generally take, which I understand to a degree. But I also believe that students should be supported when they're speaking out against something so that affects us all. Yeah, I think education in this state and and not just filtering down from the state to the to the districts to the schools often seems to me to be very uh, decentralized and and in that you know so I, I'm just wondering if if um, there's any effort anywhere else in the state or or out of, or coming out of Central Oregon to try and get uh, the governor uh, to perhaps weigh in on 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 some of these issues in a positive manner or the and you know to the soup the state superintendent of schools and have it kind of trickle down to the districts you know i am positive action like that is being taken but whether or not it actually has any sort of result is something right. that will be seen <laughs> yeah and i've heard without uh, i i don't really want to name the school district but i did hear that the front uh second hand uh, third hand probably that a, a small district uh, a little ways north of here Apparently, things were pretty went pretty ba badly for students, from mm -hmm. what I understand, and I I don't really know all the details, but that just kind of shows I think that every district kind of takes a different and school can potentially take a different uh, attitude toward toward these things. And even here in Bend, you know, there are different results depending on the school you were at. And it, if you read any comments on certain threads on Facebook, then you can see exactly how divided our community is. And hopefully something can happen to where we can get to a point where we can all agree that nobody wants to see people being hurt. Right. Yeah. So is there anything more that you want to talk about, add about the... Uh, the Facebook page, or just just in general, what what you're what you're doing here? Sure, I'll just tell you a little bit about our mission. Yeah, yeah, great. We are not anti-gun, but rather pro-sensible gun reform. Our plan is to work directly with our schools and district to keep um, to support teachers, staff, and of course to help keep our kids safe. We do collaborate with groups promoting sensible legislation. Um, I'm trying to start having a weekly um, call to action 
with very detailed information on who you should be writing or calling as far as our legislators go. You know, it even includes a little bit, a little script on, you know, what you can say in case you aren't sure exactly how to approach this, because I believe the more people we have involved and mobilized to be constantly calling, writing our legislators to say, we aren't tolerating this anymore, and what are you doing about it, is the best way we're going to have action be taken. Um, We also plan to, as a group, uh, promote and endorse political candidates who support sensible gun reform, and we're also coordinating with national events at the local level. And as we heard from our awesome students, Emma and Lauren, all the work that they're doing and you know, I, I try to chat with them and find out what we can do to support them. They're all doing an absolutely amazing job. I'm so impressed with every student I've met in this process, and it really gives me a lot of hope for the future. Yeah, me too. Uh, it, it is amazing. And, uh, and um, well, I mean, I, guess, I don't know. I mean, yeah, it's amazing. It's, it's really great to watch. I'm really grateful uh, that we have a, a generation of students who uh, – are really willing to stand up and and uh, and have the courage uh, on a on a very challenging issue. Absolutely, society. Because you, as you say, I mean, we are very we're a very divided society right now. Whether it's guns or or, or other things that that uh, the president might be involved in, whether it's immigration or whatever, they're just you know the lines uh, the lines are are very d- definitively drawn. Um, anything else? So one thing I'd like to ask our community, I hope this is okay, um, but uh, we were hoping to get some donated supplies. Students are having an event um, to create signs for the March for Their Lives on March 24th, so they're having an event on March 22nd. I think this is okay as long as you don't mention any numerical any oh, amount of money or anything. No, it's, we're actually would like things. We're looking for oh. things you can use to make signs. So if you either have it laying around your house and you're not using it, or if you want to stop by the dollar store or Target or something like that and pick up supplies for um, these students to be able to make some awesome signs, they're going to have a community event. Um, and you can drop off those supplies at Bellataza downtown. And he'll be doing a collection. We'll make sure those students get that those materials. And Bellataz is a coffee shop. Listeners down near the breezeway off of um, Wall Street, between Wall Street and the uh, and the Park Plaza there. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So I just think anything we can do to support these school these students in their endeavor is a positive thing for our community. And you know, please come join our Facebook page and be a part of the conversation. Great. Anything else? No, thank you so much for having me. Oh yeah, it's been great. I really do appreciate it. As I said, I just think I'm I'm just really, um, really, really, really impressed with all the work that all of you are doing around this issue, and it's uh, it's just so important. Well, thank you. We couldn't do it without the support of the community. Absolutely, we have a we have a good community that can that that can respond, and and certainly uh, in the last. Uh, I guess I'll say 18 months or so, we've seen a real, uh, for some reason, we've seen a real uh, upswell in activity. I have no idea what what could have (laughs) I have no idea why that's happened, but uh, (laughs) yep, it's happening. All right. Well, thanks again, Angela Chisholm. And uh, and I want to thank Lauren Huff and and, uh, Emma Smith uh, as well. Thanks for listening to this KPOV podcast. KPOV is community radio for the high desert of Central Oregon. For more information and a program schedule, go to kpov.org. We value your feedback. Drop us a note at podcast at kpov.org.